This is the key. You ask people on your team how they are, what's going on in their lives, and you really listen. Those two questions usually took about 10 minutes out of the 30 minutes. Do not skip those questions. Do not skip those questions. If you want to be a leader that people want to follow. Welcome to Management Material. My name is Katherine Vanderlaan. I started my career at the bottom as an assistant and worked my way up to become the boss's boss in eight years. And man, I love management. If there's anything I've learned, it's that what got you to where you are now won't get you to where you want to be. Welcome to episode 48 of Management Material. Today we are talking about how to lead a hybrid or remote team running effective and inclusive meetings. So how do we do this? How do we make everyone feel included when we are hybrid or remote? I know I'm a little behind the ball. This is actually a a question that somebody in my Christians in the Workplace group, that's a, a free group for Christians that meet on Zoom once a month, we asked. That's, this is something that, that he asked, uh, someone in my group asked about, oh, I don't know, like four months ago, five months ago something like that. So I'm a little behind the ball here. And uh, this is something that I thought kind of everyone knew, but it sounds like a lot of people are struggling with this. So I do a little bit of career coaching. I do a little bit of of helping people become managers, as you can understand here, listening to management material. And uh, so if if you want that, go to sabershoot.com. But this this is something that one of my members of, of Christians in the Workplace asked, how do I help everyone feel included and feel part of a team when we are mostly all remote or some of us are in the office and some of us are not? So he is a peer leader for a team that is half in the office and half working from home. And to be clear, he's not their boss. So he's not the boss here. He's kind of a peer leader at work and he, and he wanted to get better at helping everyone feel included and part of the team. So he is becoming a leader people want to follow. And he is doing this without being the boss first. That's how you do it. That's how you get to become a manager is you become a a person, a leader people want to follow before you're the boss. Okay. It's a, it's a little, not cart before the horse. It is putting the horse before the cart. So you, you have to be the leader first. Anyway, so he's trying to do that. And this this actually really sounded like the dynamic that I had as a product manager. So I, I was a, a sort of peer leader and I was told constantly, you are at the level of their boss, but you're not their boss. So you have to influence without authority. Half my team was in the office and the other half worked from home from all over the United States, like in Arizona, California. And at one point, uh, it was all around the world. So I had people in India and and the UK and and just just everywhere. We had people from all different time zones. And I mean all different time zones. So it was so add to this mix, uh, not just people who are working remotely like like they are now. And and thankfully the world has changed in a way where a lot of people can work remotely uh, instead of uh, taking that commute. But we we had people who were all over the world, all over the world in all different time zones. And we also had one of the most sought after teams in the company. So let that sink in. People asked to work on our team. 
They asked for a reassignment. Hey, is there a spot open? Are they expanding the team? So how did we create a thriving team dynamic that included everyone in person and remote? People remotely were asking to join our team. People in California were were asking to join our team. Well, the very first thing to remember, you are not your customer. Hey, if you have been listening for a while, you've heard me say that, and it might seem like it came out of left field. You are not your customer, but let's translate that truth to this situation. You are not your team members. What you need to feel included is not what they need to feel included. So how do you figure out what they need? Well, you have to step in their shoes. And another word for that is, is empathy. And I know, okay, oh, why are we talking about empathy and management material? Why are we, and I, I'm not here to call you a, a psychopath. You're probably not a psychopath. Very few people are. Uh, but I want you to build that empathy muscle a little bit more. Exercise it. Step in their shoes. Think about their situation, their perspective, them. Think about what you know about them and then ask them, how would they like to feel included? What would help them be more part of the team? Ask them. That is how you build this empathy muscle. That is how you know how they want to feel included. Second, and this is not rocket science, guys. This is, this is something that, that you could have probably figured out but let's just make it systematic. Okay. That's, that's my, I love doing that. Second, make sure to include them in regular meetings and communicate with them frequently. People like being talked to. I don't know about you, but I need regular routines and reminders literally right in front of me so that I remember things. Maybe that's ADHD. I don't know what it is, Uh, but I need reminders and routines. So I remember things. I will even forget about people if their names aren't right in front of me. Heck, I worked with a team for over a year and I still had to sit down if it wasn't in front of my reminders, like if it wasn't right in front of me and think about exactly who was on my team. I regularly forgot people and it wasn't because I didn't care about them. It's because I probably have ADHD, right? That, you know, I, I don't know what it was, but it, it's who I am and what I need. So this point, include them in regular meetings, communicate with them frequently. If you need it, write people down. That's why I have color-coded whiteboards everywhere. Now, as a coach, I have my clients on a whiteboard in front of me, color-coded, so I remember who's who, what we're doing, and to reach out, okay? Anyway, when I was a product manager and I had a, a team all over the world, I had a few regular meetings scheduled. I had a weekly team priority meeting, which is different than a a status meeting, a team priority meeting, and a weekly or every other week one-on-one check-in with each team member who wasn't on site. That's key. That's key. It might seem like a lot, but it's not a lot if you run them properly. The first meeting is that weekly priority meeting. This was a forward-looking meeting. We did not, I repeat, we did not review what we did last week. Nobody cares. I I used to say that all the time. This is not a status meeting. Nobody cares. This is not a, what I did last week. Nobody cares. Instead, we ran 
through a list of what we plan to accomplish this coming week. Then we could ask questions of other team members. So, so this was to encourage collaboration and communication that wasn't going through me. I didn't want to be the bottleneck. I was the leader, not a bottleneck. Okay. So some people took a while to figure out that we legitimately, nobody cared in that meeting, what they accomplished the last week. That wasn't the purpose. The reason for having this meeting was to touch base, coordinate on upcoming projects, and make sure everyone was prioritizing the right things for other people to make our team work well and collaborate well. This meeting included remote team members and on-site members. So, So we would meet in my cramped little small office. Everyone would be standing up and we would write on a whiteboard. I got specific technology so that it was a it was just a jabra speaker guys so that our remote team members could come in and they could be loud and they could hear everything that was happening in the room and then somebody they would write their priorities for the coming week in in a google sheet online or i think maybe we were using OneNote or sharepoint or something like that anyway and then somebody would transcribe it onto the whiteboard they would have a view of the whiteboard and a view of our room So they were involved. They were involved. And at some point, and I know we've all done this, we would have discussions in the room. I would remember, okay, who's the expert or who has an opinion on this? And I would stop our discussion in the room and say, hey, you know, so-and-so on the, on Zoom, do you have, would you like to say something? Is is anybody on the phone? Do Do you have a point here? And they got really, really, really good at interrupting us because I wanted them to, because I communicated that I wanted them to, and that it would be awkward, but that's okay. And we respect them on Zoom and our remote people. And so we said, okay, interrupt us, let's go. So we would go one at a time doing our priorities and then asking a very simple question. Hey, did I forget anything for anyone? Speak up now or forever hold your peace or email me later. So most people would just speak up and they wouldn't ask a status. That's not what the meeting's for, but they'd say, hey, don't forget, you you promised this thing for me. I need it for my project. And that would go on the priority list. So everyone had a voice in that meeting. All right, it was a 30-minute meeting and we ran it quickly, rapid fire. All right, now, as the team leader, I mentioned that I, I also had weekly or every other week meetings with my remote team members. This is important, guys. This is super important. I, and I was told by their bosses and my bosses to stop doing it. It was a waste of time. But I asked them, is this a waste of time? And they said, no, this is the most important meeting of the week. So we kept going. <laughs> um, and I didn't think it was a waste of time. And they didn't think it was a waste of time. So we set, we set aside uh, 30 minutes per week to chat or every other week. Uh, more if we needed to coordinate on pro- projects. And just so you know, I'm not someone who needs a lot of quality time with other people to feel included and valued, but I am not my customers and I am not my team members. Okay. Those 30 minute chats were all about the other person from setting it up to being in there. I didn't talk about myself. I wanted to know how they were. Then I asked them what was really going on in their lives. And then I listened some more. I mean, really listen, guys. This is the key. You ask people on your team how they are, what's going on in their lives, and you really listen. Those two questions usually took about 10 minutes out of the 30 minutes. 
Do not skip those questions. Do not skip those questions. If you want to be a leader that people want to follow, it's one of the most important things to listen and remember what people say. You need to care about the people on your team. Okay. Stop. If you are listening and you're not taking notes or you don't believe me, think about who you follow, who you willingly follow. Is it someone who is just a project manager who wants to get the most out of you? Or is it someone who asks you how you are and really listens to you? Okay. Do you see why this is so important now? All right. Going into the the rest of the meeting here, the next question or or topic for that 30-minute check-in is how can I help you with work? What do you need from me? So how can I help you and what do you need from me? You're opening yourself up here and asking how you can best support your remote team member. That is what that question's about. How can I help you and what can I do for you? I don't think I need to tell you to, to listen and figure out what you can and can't do to help. Okay, you, you know that already. The second question, this this second piece usually takes the next 20 minutes. Remember, all right, here's a little key thing. Uh, remember to show your appreciation and, and encourage your team member, okay? Encourage them in what they're doing and really mean it, really mean it. I'm not saying to say things that you don't mean. You should say what you mean and find some nice things to say before that meeting, especially if you're not good at encouraging people and and showing your appreciation right now. Write them down, have something nice to say and work on it. Practice in a mirror. I'm not joking. Practice being encouraging and appreciative in a mirror if it doesn't come naturally. It gets easier over time. And it is also key to being a leader people want to follow. Encouragement and appreciation go a long way way. Here's the bottom line. Leading a team that's remote and half in person requires you to be intentional about a few things. You need to think through what each person needs to feel like they're part of the team. Just ask them, guys. Ask them. Think through it. You are not your customer. You are not your team member. So I was on a product team. We weren't fun and that's okay. But the fun marketing teams that I knew, they did like monthly Zoom happy hours. The sales teams did like rapid fire check-ins daily sometimes and progress reports and then triage calls. The engineering teams, I know it did daily 10-minute stand-up Zoom meetings, okay? The product team that I ran did those weekly priority stand-ups or meetings, which we just talked about and uh, weekly one-on-one check-ins with each remote team member and me, the leader. Every team's dynamic worked for them because it's what their personalities needed. So every dynamic worked for them and that's okay. That's good. So find out what your team needs. I gave you a few examples. I gave you what my team did and why it worked. Obviously, I think my team was the best run And it was clearly the highest achieving. People loved it on that team. They jumped from department to department to join my team. And that's kind of weird. And and it sounds like I'm bragging. It's just the truth. But what I did might not work for your team. It's time for you to think through your team. Each person, each contributor, each assistant or heavy hitter, and find out what they need to feel like their job matters like they're being listened to and like they can make a difference. 
So people want to know that their job matters, that they're being listened to, and that they are making a difference. So go for it, guys. I know you're becoming a leader people want to follow. I know you can do this. And by doing this before you are a manager, you are showing people that you are management material. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Management Material. If you like what you're listening to, please rate us on iTunes. I track those ratings like I tracked my GPA in college. And let me know what else you want to hear about. I'm an open book. I can't wait to see you in the next episode.